0: You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Another good show for you today. We've still got a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to the Super Bowl. I did some research last night. Not very hard research. I just went through the play-by-play of the game, and I've got more thoughts on that penalty that was called at the end of the game that I haven't heard one talking head talk about today or yesterday, now that you're listening to this on Tuesday. I also want to talk about the godlike status that Patrick Mahomes is throwing himself into with the numbers he has put up with in his, put up in his first five years as a starter in the NFL. It is crazy. The city of Philadelphia has really been kicked in the nuts the last four months. And we'll get to maybe some NBA uh, to end this thing. And we'll get to that momentarily. All right, let's get started. You know, one of the things that, The reason I started this particular sports podcast was because I wanted to take a different kind of look at things than what you hear. I'm very well aware of talk radio and what's being said by the big mouths on TV, the Stephen A. Smiths on First Take, or Skip Bayless and the garbage that he peddles on his show with Shannon Sharp, what's going on on pardon the interruption, what's going on on around the horn. I'm very well aware of what these people are saying. And I'm not saying that every single one of my opinions has to differ from them. But when I watch some of these shows, a lot of the answers and the opinions that these people have, very surface level. It almost seems like they don't do a lot of homework. And just like I tell you when I heaped my praise on Greg Olson all season, my biggest thing with him was, I learn stuff from him when I hear him speak, and when you listen to this podcast, that's what I hope you take from some of it. Just, I throw out a statistic you didn't know about, or I make you think about something a little bit differently, and that's why I like to do this. I'm never going to be right all the time. Nobody is. Most people in sports, talk radio, and talking heads on television are wrong way more than they are right. It's just... It wants you to believe that what they're saying is absolutely fact when I've said this a million times, but not everything is black and white when it comes to sports. And when people have sports shows and they're on TV, they have to take a side on something when in reality, most of the times things in sports fall in a gray area because if everything was so black and white, we would know who would win games, especially something like the Super Bowl. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is The holding call that was called at the end of the game that, as I said yesterday, it did not, it was not the reason the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. It just was the reason the game ended the way it did. It essentially ended the game because Kansas City just ran out the clock and kicked a chip shot field goal. But that's not the reason the Eagles lost. We talked about it. Four drives in the second half for the Kansas City Chiefs, three touchdowns and a field goal, and... The only reason they kicked a field goal on the last drive was because if they score a touchdown, they gave the ball back to Philly. They had to run out the clock, and they did. And that's something that really has never been done before. There's a, a statistic in the NFL called down-set conversion rate, which looks at every time a team took the ball on first down and sees whether it turned that series into a first down or a touchdown. The Chiefs converted 93.8% of their first downs into another first down or a touchdown, and in the second half, and the only reason they didn't hit that 100% was because they didn't want to go into the end zone and Jarek McKinnon slid at the one-yard line. ESPN has data that's going back to 2000. No team has ever done that in the second half of a Super Bowl before, what the Chiefs did on Sunday. And just three teams have done it in the second half of any playoff game. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. And if you want to just jump on the Eagles' defense, like I said yesterday, Zero sacks. This team had 70 sacks in the regular season. It was the third most in the history of the NFL by any defense. You get to the biggest game of the year, and you get zero sacks. And you're like, well, Steve, I mean, they didn't even get to the quarterback ever. Actually, according to statistics, the Eagles pressured Mahomes on 35% of his dropbacks, which is actually higher than their season rate, which was 32%. And during the regular season, when the Eagles pressured the opposing quarterback, they generated sacks 33% of the time, which is the league's highest rate by nearly five points. They had 10 pressures on Sunday, and history would tell you they should have had at least three sacks on that, and they didn't. They didn't sack him once. The pass rush got close, but they never got a sack, and it was because Mahomes was able to escape all those pressures, which is something that we were kind of questioning before the game started. How is he going to be? Is he going to be able to escape pressure? Hell, and after the first half, going into halftime, you're like, geez, now he definitely can't escape pressure. Looks like he's hurt again. So it was just crazy how everything went down. But let me get back to the the holding call for a minute because like I said, I looked something up yesterday that I've never I still have not seen one pundit when asked about was it a foul? Was it a, should it have been a penalty? Should it have been called in that situation? Everyone pretty much has the same take. It was ticky-tack. You got to take into account the magnitude of the game and the referees didn't. But I went a little bit further. Did you know there were only nine penalties in Sunday's game? And not one penalty all game was a holding call, except for that one. We went a Super Bowl where no offensive line got called for holding on either side. There was only one penalty out of the nine that was a 10-yard penalty. And that was, I believe, first quarter, yeah, first quarter, Offensive pass interference by the Eagles because the receiver was blocking before the guy caught the ball. It wasn't like anything down. He was blocking before the receiver caught the ball. I have your breakdown. Nine penalties total. The Chiefs had three penalties all game for 14 yards, and all of them were in the first half. They had an offsides for five yards. They had a neutral zone infraction for four yards, and they had a false start for five yards. That was it. Three penalties the whole game. Philly had the offensive pass interference for 10 yards. They had a legal use of hands for five yards, a false start for four yards, a delay of game for five yards, a neutral zone interaction for five yards, and then the defensive holding at the end of the game, was, which was four yards, ended up being automatic first down. So that makes my issue with the referees even more frustrating because of this. If you're talking about baseball and and home plate umpire isn't calling the high strike all game, or a low strike, or a corner, a ball in the corner. He's just not giving a pitcher. But let's say, for the sake of this argument, let's just say he's not calling a high strike all game. And then you get in the bottom of the ninth, and it's three to two, or it's a close game, and it's a three two count, and all of a sudden, the umpire punches a guy out on a high strike. The guy in the batter's box is going to be like, "You didn't call that all fucking game. Be consistent." And that's all we want from our referees is to be consistent. Which brings me to Sunday. If the referees were calling nonstop holding all game and there were flags being thrown willy-nilly, it would make sense to make that call in that position. They never called holding the whole game, whether it was on Philly's offensive line, Kansas City's offensive line, Philly's secondary, or the Chiefs secondary. You're telling me in a Super Bowl game That no one held the whole game. (laughs) Um, No. Which makes me think the referees did a good job up to that point. Because you're letting these guys play. They weren't going to ticky-tack you down the field. Now, I haven't sit there and watched every play and watched was there holding. But anybody that watches football knows you could pretty much call holding on on every play if you wanted to. But no one's going to do that. But to not call it the whole game on anybody... And then to do it in that situation where it wasn't egregious, that is even more disappointing. I didn't realize it until I looked it looked at it and went through the play by play. There were 9 penalties total for 47 yards all game. Yet the one 4-yarder with a minute and 45 left ended the game essentially. And that's my biggest issue. How do you make that call when you haven't been calling it all game and you're telling me that no receiver was held all game? Probably not. So why do you swallow your whistle all game but then don't swallow it there? And you flag James Bradbury. Yes, I'm very well aware that James Bradbury admitted after the game, yeah, I held him. I was hoping they wouldn't see it. I get it. He's being a good guy. He doesn't want to call out the refs and doesn't want to get fined. But I swear... I went back and watched it 10 times on ESPN, just kept rewinding it. And there's nothing about that play that was egregious to where it's like absolutely totally rerouted the receiver, stopped him in his tracks. The receiver couldn't move. It's not like the receiver got ahead of him and he pulled his jersey from behind and you can see the jersey stretching and you impeded his movement. It was literally done right at the line of scrimmage. It was a quick grab and then boom, gone. And Patrick Mahomes didn't throw the ball until after all that holding took place. Because if, if he had thrown the ball in the air and the holding takes place, then it's a lot easier for the referee to say, hey, he couldn't get to it because he was held. I'm telling you, go back and watch the play. Patrick Mahomes does not release that ball until Juju Smith-Schuster is out of that whole scrum with James Bradbury and is now heading towards the end zone. And then the ball is thrown. So nothing was impeded. Look, you're just never going to convince me that that sh- call should have been made at that point. No, it did. It wasn't the reason the Eagles lost the game, but that call did end the game. Who doesn't want to see a possibility of the Eagles down three with a minute 45 left and one timeout, drive down the field, possibly kick a game-tying field goal, and we go into overtime? Who wouldn't want to see Super Bowl overtime with the new overtime rules? where each team does get the ball at least once. I mean, so many possibilities, and you deprived us of, of us of that because of that call, that you hadn't made all game. Ugh. It's making me more and more infuriated. And this isn't sour grapes, because I had money on the Eagles. Like I said, I came out on top anyway. Yes, I would have won more if the Eagles would have won the game. But this is just looking at it from a practical standpoint. No team was called for holding the whole game until a minute 45 left when the Super Bowl was on the fucking line and you called a five-yard hold at the line of scrimmage that anybody that watched that play knows nothing would have changed. Nothing about that play was absolutely so egregious where that receiver could not get held. Juju Smith Schuster didn't even complain to the refs afterwards. You know when receivers get held. They yell at the refs all the time. Hey, he's grabbing my jersey, waving their arms around. Juju Smith Schuster never did that. So even he didn't think he was held. <laughs> oh God. It's so frustrating. And then to look back on the stats last night and see that that they didn't call the hold all game on anybody in anybody's secondary, nobody on the Eagles' offensive line, nobody on the Chiefs' offensive line. Are you kidding me? A whole football game with no holding penalties until that? Brutal. Some numbers on the game that I don't think I went over yesterday, the fact that this was the first Super Bowl in history where both teams scored 35 points, again, depriving us from – It was still a great Super Bowl, but depriving us from an even better possible ending. Jalen Hurts accounted for four touchdowns. Any quarterback who's ever accounted for four touchdowns in the Super Bowl had never lost before. I want to say it was like 31 or 32 and 0. That comes to an end. Because of a shitty call. (laughs) I could just keep going back to that. But. What are some other numbers here? Uh, Patrick Mahomes now has four double-digit comeback playoff victories since he's been a five-year starter in the NFL. Tom Brady is the leader in his career with six. Tom Brady also played 20 years. Patrick Mahomes has played five, and he's already got four. He's only two behind Brady. Now, maybe for the rest of his career, he's never going to have to worry about double-digit comebacks. I don't know. But he's got four his first five years. My guess is he's probably going to get more. Because it shows. It shows even now, as good as the Chiefs are during the regular season, it shows it's not like they've been dominant in the playoffs. The fact that four times they've trailed by double digits in a playoff game and Mahomes has had to bring them back. I just... You, you look at Patrick Mahomes and you just have to marvel at what he's done in his first five years. The guy is the best player in the league. And barring an injury, how does he not win the MVP every year? This year, he lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason, and everybody thought Kansas City was going to slip. They end up going 14-3. and He throws for 5,250 yards, leads the league, leads the league in touchdown passes, and now has won two MVPs, two Super Bowl titles, and two Super Bowl MVPs. You know how many quarterbacks have done that in the history of the NFL? Only two others, Tom Brady and Joe Montana. So five years into his career, he's pulled off the 2-2-2. Two, two, two. two Super Bowl wins, two MVPs in the regular season, and two Super Bowl MVPs. Brady and Montana both did that twice. They both did that each. They each did that. They're the only other quarterbacks that can say that in the history of the league. Brady played 20 years and Montana played, what, 15, 16 years? Patrick Mahomes is in year fucking five. It's crazy. What he's doing to this league? How do you even combat that? What do you even do? They lose players every season, and the Chiefs just keep on rolling. As long as Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are on that team, it looks like they're just better than everybody else. They out schemed the Eagles on those two touchdown plays. If you watch those back, I watch those back on online where um, reporters were talking about it and people that cover the game were just like, this is just offensive, like a clinic of what they did. Because I'm not going to get into the deep weeds of this because it'll go over a lot of people's heads. But let's just say that um, what the Chiefs did on those plays was set up by earlier plays in the game. They were purposely running earlier plays in the game to get to a point where, okay, we know if we do this with our receiver and send him in motion, Philly's going to do this, and we're now going to counter with this. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but Kansas City had their number, and the Philadelphia Eagles had a 32-13 to minute time of possession lead at the end of the third quarter and couldn't win the game. They had a double digit lead at halftime and couldn't win the game. Patrick Mahomes only had the ball in eight possessions the whole game, and they couldn't win the game. Their quarterback rushed for three touchdowns, threw for another one, threw for over 300 yards, ran for 70 yards, and they couldn't win the game. Man. And it's not like they choked, they didn't choke, they just could not make plays in the second half. And. Choking would be getting up that big and then losing by three touchdowns, that would be a choke. Even after they fell behind thirty five, twenty seven, Philly got the ball right back, boom, touchdown, two point conversion, and we're tied thirty five, thirty five with five minutes and 15 seconds left. I mean, that's what you want in a Super Bowl game. You can't ask for anything more but they could not get a stop on that last drive. And going into that last drive, I don't think anybody in the world thought they were going to stop them. It was just a matter of, do they hold them to a field goal or a touchdown? And if they do, do they have any time on the back end to come down and either tie it with a field goal of their own or tie it with a touchdown of their own or win it with a touchdown of their own? We never got to that point because it was a stupid penalty. <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes, I, there's... There's not a whole hell of a lot you can say about that guy that hasn't already been said. He's the best player in the league. He's the most exciting player in the league. And what he's done in his first five years, you can put up against anybody in the history of the league. And he keeps going at this pace. He's now got 11 playoff wins. We know that second place is 16 with Joe Montana. He's certainly going to pass Joe Montana for the most second most wins ever by a quarterback in NFL history. He's still way behind. And here's the amazing thing about when you compare Mahomes and what he's done and how incredible he's been when you compare him to Tom Brady. Look at what Mahomes has done in his first five years compared to Tom Brady. Yet, he's still five Super Bowl wins away from tying Brady, and he's 24 playoff wins away from tying Brady. And let's not forget... Tom Brady went 10 years in between Super Bowl win number three and number four. After he didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years, he won four after that. Four, five, six, and seven. That is <laughs> that is nuts. I mean, yes, he went seven and three in, in the 10 Super Bowls he appeared in. He lost by what? A field goal to the Giants? He lost by... I think five points to the Eagles, and then the second time they played the Giants, I think that was a field goal game, wasn't it? It It's a one score game. I know that, but also you could look at the first four Super Bowls that Tom Brady won. It might have been first five. I think every single one of them landed on three. They won by three points. So a seven and three Super Bowl record—you're not going to take that away from him. But seven and three easily could have been nine and one or ten and zero. They were in every game, but you could also say the flip side seven and three could have been five and five, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady. I'm just saying that shows how dominant he was because we're looking at dominance right now from Patrick Mahomes and he's still not even close to catching Brady. He still needs to win five more super bowls and he needs to win 24 more playoff games. He's definitely going to pass 16 playoff wins for sure. He's going to do that in the next probably three years. But five more Super Bowls, wow, that's a lot. If you if you were to ask me right now, 2023, how many Super Bowls do I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win in his career? My guess, I'd say four. Maybe five. Which will be arguably the second greatest quarterback to ever play this game. Because no one's ever won more than four outside of Brady. So if he wins five, second greatest ever, and you can make an argument that, well, What if he wins those five in his first 10 years? What if he wins three in the next five years or three in the next seven years and he wins five Super Bowls in 12 years and Brady had won seven in 20 years? You just never know. There's obviously so much football to be played. You obviously hope nobody gets injured. But he's on a path of destruction in this league where as long as the Kansas City Chiefs can keep a core successful and you know, obviously injuries play a big role. This is the easiest sport to get injured in, and they've definitely had seasons where they had to overcome injuries and whatnot, but man, all the credit in the world to Patrick Mahomes, how awesome he's been. And Philly, I said it at the beginning of the podcast, man, what a nut kick it's been for you for the last four months. The Phillies losing the Super Bowl I mean in the World Series and the Eagles losing the Super Bowl within four months of each other. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, the good thing is, I guess you did win a Super Bowl six years ago and the Phillies did win it back in, what is it, 08, 09? What year did they win it when Charlie Manuel was the manager and the Phillies won the World Series? I want to say that was 08 or 09. So it's not like you're a long-suffering city that just can't win a title. You won a Super Bowl six years ago. You won a World Series within the last 15 years. All you can hope for is having a team in the major three sports, baseball, basketball, and football, that's good enough every year to where at least you have an opportunity. Get to the playoffs. The Philadelphia 76ers have a very good chance of, well, clearly they're going to be in the playoffs, but they they can be the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals this year for sure. They've been playing great. So you have the Sixers who are really good. You have the Eagles who are really good. And you have the Phillies, who got to the World Series last year. Now, baseball is kind of Jekyll and Hyde. It doesn't mean you're going to get to the World Series every year. But I would think the Phillies are going to get to the playoffs next year, at least. And then once you're in, anything can happen. So, don't worry, Philly fans. You've got a great set of teams in your city. Fans, eh. (laughs) leave a lot to be desired. It still bothers me that you boo Dak Prescott when he receives the Walter Payton Man of the Year award before the game on Sunday. That's just, it's Bush League, you know it is, and there's nothing you can say to defend yourself. But I um, I will say, great game Sunday. I hope you really understood why I took the time to break down that penalty and why it's so much more worse to me now than it was yesterday when I talked about it. It was more about big game, you know, don't make that call in the big game at that point in the game. Now to find out that they never called a hold the whole game and that was the one to call, man, that's frustrating. There's no other way around it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. much appreciated. Trying to get this thing going, more and more listeners to it, turn people on to it. I'd really appreciate it. So we'll be back tomorrow with yet another Sports Daily. And remember... Sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See.